Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. They travel at speeds pushing 200 miles per hour. The very best drivers in the world putting their lives on the line every week. It's time to get the lowdown on this week's contenders, plus a look at the key driver matchups. Right now on Con Racing. Welcome in, everybody, to another issue of Gone Racing. Uh, we're both remote today. Uh, I'm in the Midwest today, and Brendan, um, I see trucks and a lot of water and a lot of uh, brown grass. What's going on? Yeah, you know, uh, as as we knew, last week I told you I was down here racing the Baja 400, and that's all this week. So I tried to do it from a hotel room, and it just sometimes things don't work out here. So welcome to Elon Musk's Starlink. Uh, we <laughs> were doing from the parking lot. In the middle of nowhere in Mexico, in Baja, we've got the race cars in the back. We're prepping and ready to go, and and Starlink works perfect, man, so I'm good to go. Let, let's rock it. All right. Well, let's do it. Well, first, before we even get into last week's race or this week's race, big news in the world of NASCAR this week. Kyle Busch <laughs> making the announcement to move over to Richard Childress Racing, your old stopping grounds. What do you think about that? Uh, you know, there's lots of things I can I can joke and think about that. Um Rather amusing. I really did not think that that he was going to be going there. I had talked to Richard a bunch. I had talked. They kept it pretty close to the vest. And and uh, I got to tell you, it's the watch bit when they when they introduced it was really funny. If you understand the meaning of Jeff, as you and I both do. Uh, but I'll tell you what, great grab for RCR. I mean, look at what they've become. They've, they're building themselves into a contender. Um, Kyle Busch, his whole career, basically, you know, with, with Joe Gibbs. I mean, yeah, he started with Hendrick, but. Joe Gibbs is where you really think of Kyle Busch, you know, and, and huge get for Chevrolet, huge get for Richard. And, you know, they're talking about charters and Richard with charters and all the rest of the Tyler Reddick stuff is, you know, still yet to be played out. But great, great news for RCR. And uh, I'll tell you what, good place for Kyle to kind of end his career, too. I mean, ride it out with RCR. He could have a good time there. Well, I think what we've seen out of the quality of the engines that we've been getting from these RCR cars, because we know those engines have been going into some of the other cars, the track house cars, the petty cars, and they've done quite well. So I agree with you. I think it's a great move. I think the guy who really has got to kind of wonder what next year holds for him a little bit is Tyler Reddick, because it's going to be his team that is going to be Kyle's team, and they're going to start a third car for Tyler. You think this is going to be a third car that Childress just wants to run for years and years, and Tyler Reddick's going to be the first one to break it in? No, I think what's going to happen is I think either one, you're going to see some sort of a deal where where maybe Tyler gets his out from Toyota and gets to go somewhere. Or two, you got that colleague team, right? And colleague, they can end up with, hey, let's let's let Richard rent that charter team for one year. And then it gets to go back to colleague afterwards. So I think there's lots of options here for Richard. Of course, if he gets money for a third team, great. All right, well, we got that out of the way, and it's time to talk about last week's race at Kansas. Uh, you know, Bubba Wallace, he gets his second career win, the first one where he actually went under the flag stand with the checkered flag waving, and, you know, he really almost won this race in the spring, so I don't know if it was a big shocker. But let's take a look at some of the payout. He was 20-1 to 1 to win, plus 550 for a top three. He won Group C. It was a plus 305. He was 10-1 to 1 for the top Toyota, 
but he actually had a negative number up against Joey Logano in his head-to-head, so he was favored there. But just a huge win and a huge momentum boost for that entire team. Yeah, you know, I mean, wow, it just got loud out here, guys. I am really sorry. You got race cars, you got helicopters. This is the joy of doing it in the middle of nowhere in Mexico. Uh, no, we talked about it last week with Kyle. You know, Kyle, or I mean, with, with Bubba, sorry. Bubba was really good at the last Kansas race, and we kind of said, are we believers or not? And it was, uh, he made believers out of us, right? I mean, 20 to 1 to win the race. Absolutely fantastic job. Way to go. And, you know, we should have we been a little more on him. We said it. Remember, I said all the top 10s, all the uh, Toyotas were in the top 10 last race. And Bubba was able to get the W here. Yeah, and I think it was just a huge, huge run for him. I mean, look, the Toyotas, we said last week, going into Kansas, the Toyotas are just dominant at Kansas. And just look, they swept the top three spots. Bubba was the winner, obviously, but Denny Hamlin was a plus 160, came in second, uh, plus 160 for a top three, and Christopher Bell, plus 275 for a top three, coming in third there. Uh, rest of the top 10, Alex Bowman, Martin Trix Jr., another Toyota, William Byron, Ross Chastain, Kyle Larson, Ryan Blaney, and Daniel Suarez. So no names on there, I think, that really shock or surprise anybody other than maybe Bubba being there at the top. Well, and look, there you go. Toyota first, Toyota second, Toyota fifth. You know, and, and they had they had all good runs. I mean, of course, you had early on some problems for Ty Gibbs. You know, had a few things here and there, but still another great day for the Toyotas. And we said it, the Chevrolets, look at what's missing here again. One Ford in the top ten on this style racetrack. They have not been good on the mile and a half this year at all, and that still continues. Yep, it definitely did. And we'll take a look at our props. Uh, Bubba, as we mentioned, he was 10-1 to 1 to be the top Toyota. Alex Bowman was 16-1 to 1 to be the top Chevrolet. And then the top Ford, Ryan Blaney, was plus 225. And that also is to kind of, I guess in some ways, we've kind of shaken up the, uh, the point standings. The only guy, and if you told me this was going to be the case when we started these playoffs, the only guy who was already locked into the second round is Christopher Bell. How about that? I got to tell you, man, if you'd have told me that Kyle Busch would be the guy on the bubble when we started this, I would have told you, you know, please. I mean, Chase Briscoe, sure. We argued about Kevin Harvick, sure. He, you know, Dylan, a lot of people expect, you know, but, but how about Austin Sindrick is right now plus to the cutoff line. I mean, this is definitely a topsy-turvy points deal, and I think that's all attuned to this car. And Jeff, that's this is what people wanted to see, right? This car is shaking the shaking up our sport. Well, we've had 18 different winners now, which is which is remarkable. I think the last time there was 18 different winners, I can't remember when it was. I think I, I read something, but it's been a, quite a while ago to have that. Christopher Bell, we talked about him being the points leader. Uh, William Byron, who's come on and been strong here lately, he's second in the points right now. Denny Hamlin is third, right one point behind Byron. Logano and Ryan Blaney round out the top five. And another guy in there is, is Alex Bowman. Alex Bowman is a guy that we kind of wrote him off, I think, when the when the playoffs were starting. He's turned in back-to-back top ten. So he's got himself up there in a pretty good position. Yeah, you know, and look, we poo-pooed him last week, didn't we? I mean, we didn't. We said no way he was going to be the top Chevrolet. We said Bowman and Byron had kind of disappeared a little bit. And here you see Bowman doing a great job. But do we want to really confuse the fans, Jeff, and talk about the owner's championship versus versus the driver's championship right now and how convoluted that is well most people aren't betting on the team owner so i don't think we have to worry about that a lot but you, you make a very good point you know people don't realize the car that ryan blaney's driving is not even in the playoffs from an owner's perspective and bubba wallace and christopher well bubba wallace or denny hamlin as an owner and christopher bell with joe gibbs as an owner are the only two that are locked into the second round from the uh, owner's perspective yeah, I mean, how about, I mean, Bubba Wallace, who switched to that 45 team. We talked about why he's not in the 23, why he went to the 45, the Kurt Busch situation. Well, Bubba Wallace just locked the 45 team into the round of 12. I mean, that, that's still, there's a lot of phenomenal stuff going on this year. And, and would it shock the world if Bubba Wallace makes it all the way through the remaining playoff races and ends up making it to the final four? Would that be phenomenal for him and that team? Oh, that would be unbelievable. And, you know, it was interesting with Denny catching him there late in the race. You're thinking, let's see, does Denny make more money if Bubba wins this race or if Denny had won the race himself? <laughs> I was a little curious. I don't know if he's Let- that far, but I'll tell you what. We at home were going, ooh, wonder if Denny would move him out of the way. I mean, great win for them. And like I said, it's gonna we're going to briefly touch on it a few times throughout the, the rest of this year. But 
Bubba Wallace, that 45 team, still in the playoffs, into the round of 12. Absolutely. And let's take a look at the guys that are on the outside. You mentioned Kyle Busch. He's two points below the cut line. Austin Dillon is three points below the cut line. Then you got Chase Briscoe coming in there. He is uh, nine points below the cut line. And Kevin Harvick is in a, a win or go home. I mean, it, the only way Kevin Harvick yep. advances is by winning this week. Yeah, no, Kevin is absolutely win or go home. That's all he's got. But he's going to a place. We'll talk about the stats here in a minute. We're, we, you know, we're talking about a place that he's dang good at. And you look right now, that battle, though, how about this battle? 56, 52, 52, 50, 49. I mean, that's five guys within five points of each other, Jeff. That's 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 a blink. You know, I mean, this is this is phenomenal. This points deal this year has been amazing. And we're going into some uncharted waters this weekend because it's going to be the first race on this Bristol configuration with this new car because we raced on the dirt back in the spring. So, you know, and, and Brendan, one thing we kind of noticed, the, the short tracks have not brought out the best racing with this new car. Do you think that might change this weekend? I think Bristol's its own animal, right? We've talked about that. Bristol is kind of separate from all the rest of the short tracks. So I'm excited to see what this car can do at Bristol. Uh, and then, you know, look, we move on into the next round of the playoffs with three unique tracks. I think the round of 12 might be my eclectic favorite of the playoff races, right? I mean, the, those three races are absolutely cool. And then we head to, of course, your my race, the South Point 400. But this Bristol race, I'm excited to see what this new car does here because Bristol's its own animal. Well, and I think that's one of the cool things. I mean, whether you are a race fan, whether you are a driver, your crew member, Bristol is just a unique place, too. And I think you can win that night race at Bristol on Saturday night. I mean, we know how that kind of gets everybody excited. And, and, you know, we talked about the fact that a couple of the guys that are on the outside looking in are Kyle Busch and Kevin Harvick. And those two guys, I mean, they are money when it comes to Bristol. Kyle's won eight times. Yeah, I mean, 19 races, 19 top 10s, 32 races. Kevin, 21 top 10s, 41 races. Phenomenal stats here for some guys. You know, even Eric Jones, who we've talked about lately, you know, non-playoff guy. And the non-playoff guys are winning this year, man. So, goodness gracious, I mean, it's pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, I think it's kind of interesting to look up there and realize that Chase Elliott does not have a win at, at Bristol. I think that surprises me um, probably as much as anything of their guys that have struggled. Now, Kyle Larson, he won this race last year, so he's got to be going in here with a little bit of confidence. Yeah, I mean, he, he's got to be coming here with confidence. And Kevin, can he find that magic where they, you know, they put, got in that position a while back? So I think that it's going to be really cool to see. We'll see how it goes for those guys. And, and it's going to be a great weekend this week. Well, it absolutely will. I mean, I'll be excited just to get in front of the TV to watch it. Okay, when we come back on Gone Racing, we'll start giving you the odds to win this weekend's race at Bristol. We'll also be giving you the top three odds as well when we come back on Gone Racing. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in to Gone Racing. Jeff Motley alongside Brendan Gone, or actually, I guess we're not really alongside of each other except in these two squares. Brendan is coming to us from Mexico where he's running one of the Baja races. Is it 500, 1,000? How far are you racing this time? This is the 400. So this is the Baja 400, 400. this week. And so it's, it's the quick one. It's the short one. I didn't even know there was a 400. I thought it was just a 500 and 1,000. There was San Felipe 250, 500, 1,000, and then Three years ago, four years ago, they started a fourth race called the Baja 400. So this is the the, the baby of all the Bajas. Okay. All right. Well, we're hoping you're going to do well down there this weekend. All right. We're talking about the night race at Bristol, though, man. The half mile, uh, high speed half mile there in eastern Tennessee. Taking a look at the odds to win this weekend. Denny Hamlin comes in as your favorite at a plus 650. Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott, plus 750. Kyle Busch and Christopher Bell, plus 800. Kevin Harvick plus 900. Tyler Reddick is 12 to 1. William Byron, Joey Logano, and Martin Truex Jr. all are 15 to 1. Last week's winner, Bubba Wallace, 25 to 1. Alex Bowman, 30 to 1. Daniel Suarez, Chase Briscoe, 40. Ty Gibbs, Eric Jones coming in at 50. You like anybody here? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you know, look, we always love to look at kind of some of the double digit guys, right? And Tyler Reddick, he's only got three races here in Cup, in, in the paved track of Cup. And he's got one top five in those three races. So not a bad average finish. Uh, you know, we, we poo-poo Alex Bowman, but here's a guy that just had, you know, coming off a bunch of top tens in a row. You know, Alex Bowman, not a slouch here. Two top fives, three top tens in seven races. So there's some guys with some good numbers that could, could really give you some returns. Yeah, I mean, even the favorites up there. I mean, those are pretty good numbers even on the favorites, I think. And like I said, Larson won this race last year. Kyle Busch. You know he has a lot of confidence when he goes to, to Bristol, especially with those eight wins. And Denny Hamlin, I mean, it's like every week now. Denny's running well every week. I think he really, really can smell that he has a real chance at this championship right now. All right, let's take a well, look, look at our long at, go, ahead, go ahead, Brendan. Well, I was going to say, I look back at last year's race results, and, and you, you know, you always say, what have you done for me lately? Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick finished second, led 71 laps, and that was last year in this race. So, you know, Kevin, this is one of his, but Kyle Larson dominated, but so did Chase Elliott. So, I mean, that's a, a 750 and a, and a 750 number for the two Chevy teammates. That That's a heck of a turn for a winner. Yeah, and, and, and I, I mean, looking there at that Alex Bowman, that 30-1, to 1, that really does kind of jump off the page, given the fact that he's been running well the last couple of weeks, and, and he didn't run that poorly here last year either. All right, let's take a look at our longer odds we've got here for this race. Austin Dillon and Austin Sendrick and Eric Almirola, all those guys are also coming in at 50 to one. And then the really long shots, Michael McDowell, Ricky Stenhouse, Jr., Chris Buescher, Brad Keselowski, and AJ Allmendinger are all a hundred to one. Cole Custer's 250 to one. And then it drops off significantly after that. Um, Brennan, I just don't see an upset coming from anybody on page two. No, I mean, the, the second page here is going to be tough to pull anybody out of that hat. I mean, McDowell's been running really well. And we, I always want to keep bringing up we're talking betting, right? I'm talking fantasy. It has nothing to do with if I like you or how well you've been running. Michael McDowell been running amazing. But 100 to 1, that's a long way for him to go win that race. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's take a look at our top threes then. And they're going to mirror our, our odds to win, just a lot smaller numbers out there. Danny Hamlin is the favorite there to plus 180. Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott both are plus 200. Kyle Busch 
Christopher Bell plus 220, Kevin Harvick plus 250, Tyler Reddick plus 350, William Byron comes in at a plus 400 along with Ross Chastain and Ryan Blaney. Uh, Joey Logano also plus 400 along with Martin Trix Jr. Bubba Wallace is plus 700. Alex Bowman plus 800. Daniel Suarez and Chase Briscoe are 10 to 1. Ty Gibbs and Eric Jones at 15 to 1. When do we start becoming a believer in Bubba Wallace, Motley? I mean, look, just coming off a win, he's got one top 10 finish here in his career, only seven races. So it's not like Bubba hasn't ever, you know, not run, you know, run bad here. Uh, do we start believing in him plus 700 for a top three? Decent number right there, right? Well, and I think you're exactly right. I mean, it certainly is. And, you know, we I know we love to talk about momentum. And I think Bubba's going in with a ton of confidence. I think he's going in with a lot of momentum here. Uh, you know, and here's the thing. You win, you know, and I, I know you get in a win situation like he did last week. It just feeds your hunger. I mean, you just want to keep winning and keep winning. And he's going to walk into that garage, I think, with his head held up a little higher, maybe than he ever has. Because I think when he won at Talladega last year, I think some people said, okay, it was a rain-shortened race. Oh, it's Talladega. You go out and you win on a mile-and-a-half track, and you really kick the Beals' butt the way he did. Uh, I think he definitely walks into that garage feeling a lot taller this weekend. No, I, look, I, I've, I've been there, right? I mean, when you have when you get a win— after after a long time or his first win, you know, second win, you definitely come in with a little bit more swagger. And, and I think that right now Bubba is going to have some swagger. So plus 700 for top three. The Toyotas were pretty good, you know, this year on the short tracks. If I go back to Martinsville, you had, uh, uh, the, you know, Kurt Busch was, was sixth, Kyle Busch seventh. So I don't know. I mean, do I believe in Bubba Wallace yet? That's the question. Well, I think he's proven it now. I mean, I, I, you know, look, he came so close to winning in Michigan, which would have clinched him a ticket into the playoffs, and he just missed there. I just think he now is getting more and more well-rounded. Now, I'm not going to go pick him on a road course, but I think any other track, I think he's got a good, as good a chance to win as a lot of other guys out there. So uh, definitely a guy, I think, for us to keep our eye on for a top three. Winning is going to be a tall order for him here, but a top three certainly a possibility. All right, let's look at some of our longer odds there. We uh, got cut off there. Austin Dillon, Austin Sendrick, Eric Almarola are all 15 to 1. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is 20 to 1. Michael McDowell, Chris Busher, Brad Keselowski, and A.J. Almendinger are 25. Cole Custer, 50. Ty Dillon, Justin Haley, and Harrison Burton all at 100 to 1. Um, anybody could sneak in there. I think, you know, Michael McDowell's a guy, the, the, the Keselowski cars are running better. You never know when it comes to the top three finish at Bristol. See, so I'm going back to the Bristol, uh, the, let's go to Martinsville this year. Eric Almarola finished, uh, eighth place, fifth and seventh in the stages run pretty good. You know, you got to look at what manufacturers remember. We've talked about Ford not running well on the mile and a half, but they have run well on the shorter tracks. Now, Bristol, do you call it short or not? Uh, Eric Almarola, 15 to 1, kind of an intriguing one there for me. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you there. Uh, McDowell is a guy who just would never surprise me. You know, I kind of go back to several years ago. I, I would say several years ago. It was probably like two or three years ago when uh, Matt DiBenedetto had a, an amazing run there and almost won the race. I think he and Newman got together, been his fender in, and Denny Hamlin ended up winning the race. Matt finished second. That was kind of a out of nowhere kind of run. And it seems to me that Michael McDowell might be that guy who could get that out of coming out of nowhere type of run and pull off a, a, an upset in terms of getting a top three, not necessarily winning a race. So McDowell, I think is a guy to keep an eye on right there. Well, but remember All that right. Matt to Benedetto deal that this is a track that he was always great at, you know I mean? He, he absolutely used to dominate this place as far as in his career. So that was a little different situation, but then that that leads you to: Do you talk about Harrison Burton? Remember, this is where he did run well at in that in that uh, uh, Woods Brothers Twenty One car. Harrison Burton, we don't ever even talk about him. He's on the second half of the second page at hundred to one. That's where I start to worry: is how long can they put up with Harrison Burton in this underperformance? Well, you're right. I mean, it's certainly it's been a, a disappointment compared to what we've seen out of Matt Benedetto over the last several years. And that 21 car has always been a good car at Bristol. So um, not don't have real high hopes for him, but you never know. All right, let's take a look at our driver head-to-heads this week. Um, well, Denny Hamlin is the don't line guy. If you want to bet don't line, uh, Denny Hamlin is um, a favorite over Kevin Harvick. 
who's plus 105 to Denny's minus 125. Christopher Bell's got a plus 120 Ooh. to Denny's minus 140. And Kyle Larson, a plus 120 to Denny's minus 140. I got to tell you, I like those 120s there. I mean, come on, Motley, 120? I mean, that's a, in a head-to-head matchup with a guy like you. You're telling me Kyle Larson, head-to-head 120? I like that a lot. I mean, I, I don't yeah. care if it's up against Danny Hamlin. Uh, Kyle Larson and Christopher Bell, both. I think both of those guys, uh, you know, coming in there with those plus 120s against Denny Hamlin, I think those are pretty good numbers. Now let's look on the far other side of the board. Bubba Wallace is an underdog against William Byron. He's plus 110 to Byron's minus 130. Underdog to Ross Chastain. He's plus 125 to Ross's minus 145. And he's plus 125 to Joey Logano's minus 145. Those are some big numbers for a guy who's coming off of a win last week. It is. I just, what scares me is looking back at Martinsville, you know, where they just, they did not run that well last year. And I kind of go, I mean, at Martinsville earlier this year, I'm worried about the Toyotas there, which leans me heavier back to the deal of Kyle Larson against Denny Hamlin or Kevin Harvick against Denny Hamlin. I kind of like that. Yeah, you know, the other one with Harvick that I'm kind of looking at there is Harvick at a plus 120 against Chase Elliott's minus 140 there. Look, we know how desperate Harvick is, and we saw what desperation Mm -hmm. did for him earlier on this year. We know he runs well at Bristol. So to me, I think that's one to look at, too, because I think there's going to be a lot of eyes on Kevin Harvick on Saturday night. No, I like that a lot. I mean, like I said, Kevin, when when his back gets put up against the wall, we've seen what he can do. Harvick is really good when he gets put in that position. Well, I know a lot of times we really don't talk a lot about the driver head-to-heads. This week, I think we got some pretty good driver head-to-head matchups here to talk about. All right, we come back on Gone Racing. We'll start getting into our group matchups. We got all six groups this week. Should be interesting. watch any part of today's show or any past show check out the gone racing podcast it's free and available now at vsin.com slash podcast wherever you get your podcast we give you all the latest news odds and everything you need to know to head to the betting counter for each nascar cup series race gone racing podcast is free and available now at vsin.com slash podcast while you're there catch up on all the other vsin shows as well jeff motley brendan gone back with you Both of us remote, looking at you through these little bitty uh, computer screens with our big uh, earphones on. Uh, Talking about the night race at Bristol coming up this weekend. One of the favorites, uh, I think it's the last Saturday night race we have of the year. So getting under the lights there at Bristol. And we're talking our group matchups. And we're going to start it off like we always do with Group A. And Denny Hamlin and Chase Elliott both are coming in as the co-favorites at plus 260. Kevin Harvick at plus 280. Christopher Bell at plus 285. Uh, Molly, how many times do we say it? I mean, a couple weeks ago, we were pretty pumped about a Group A matchup, and that's very rare for us. But this week, again, Denny Hamlin, perennial favorite up at Bristol. Chase Elliott, last year, led 130 laps you know, before an accident. Kevin Harvick, running for desperation. Christopher Bell, only Toyota locked, or the, uh, yeah, only Toyota locked into the driver's playoff. I mean, uh, where do you go with it? I can give you an argument for each guy, and nobody has long enough odds to entice me on C-Bell at 285. So I'm just going to have to put the big X over Group A for me today. Yeah, you know, I kind of really – I think I like Denny here. Um, Chase has not won at Bristol. I don't see Harvick with another walk-off home run, if you will. I think Bell and Hamlin probably battle out for this group right here. Um, but I just think right now I think Denny's Denny's hot, and I think Denny is, is feeling it. I th- I really think he can smell that championship. And I know he's got a long way to go, but I, I think there's a lot of confidence. The only problem we got to worry about really with Denny here, and as we've seen with other events, is his pit crew. You know, is he going to have any issues on pit stops? And you you and I know, you have a bad pit stop at Bristol. It can be horribly penalizing. Listen, you have a pit stop at Bristol. You can just shut her down, baby. You're going to lose three laps, you know, if it happens to be under green. So it's a tough one. Denny, their team does have a history of that, so I don't know, but I, I'm still—I I just it's hard for me to handicap Group A this when they're all they're all so easy and, and good to pick. 
Well, let's look over here at our Group B, and our co-favorites in Group B are, are the Kyles, Larson and Bush at plus 250, and the long shots are Tyler Reddick and Ryan Blaney, both coming in at plus 295. So now we've got our defending race winner and the guy who's won eight times as co-favorites in Group B. Yeah, you know, this one to me, what I can look at is Ryan Blaney, stats-wise, he's no bueno here. You know, stats-wise, he he says he does it, it is not a place for Blaney. So, uh, you know, last 10 races, two top fives, you know, average finish of 19.1. So I can look at Blaney and say, all right, looking at how the finisher on this style track, not that great. So, okay, take that out. Tyler Reddick, been pretty good. But Kyle Busch with the news this week, or Kyle Larson, I like the two Kyles at the top. I call it a head-to-head -head battle between them. I think I give the nod, though, to Larson this year over Kyle Busch as far as this style track and, and the, how the Chevys have performed. Yeah, I'm kind of with you there. I mean, I'm kind of crossing Blaney off the list, I think, similar to you're doing there. And, and as good as Kyle Busch is here, you know, I don't I don't know how things are going to go the rest of the way this season with Kyle. I mean, it's, uh, you know, obviously <laughs> with the announcement. It, it, it just, I, I don't. And so, to me, I look at this as I see a Kyle Larson-Tyler Reddick battle here. Uh, Larson, man, this is his kind of racetrack. So uh, I'm with you. I like Kyle Larson in this group, and uh, I think he's probably the guy that, that should win this as long as he can keep his car together. That seems to have been a problem for him in some of the last, last few races. All right, looking ahead at Group C, William Byron comes in as the favorite there at plus 260. Ross Chastain and Joey Logano are both plus 265. And there's Bubba, Group C, at plus 295. He is the longest of long shots in that group. You know, I, I go. You know how I feel about momentum, Modi, or Moody, ha, Motley. Uh, you know how I feel about momentum, right? And and Bubba, two ninety five, almost there to entice. But the guy that's been kind of hidden this year that we don't talk about all the time, then we do talk about him. He's on and off. Is William Byron? He won Martinsville earlier this year. The only real short track that you know I can go back to and say, okay, it's a short track, not like Bristol, but it's a short track. I do like Byron. Chastain has been fading so much lately. Uh, that, you know, I, I struggle to say anything. I think it's a Logano-Byron battle, and they're 260 or 265, so not a whole lot of difference. I could narrow it down between those two. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Uh, great minds think alike, I guess, there, because I, I'm with you. I don't think that Chastain seems to have lost a lot of that momentum, and I don't know that this track sets up for Bubba. Now, you know, look, we didn't think Kansas set up for Bubba, and he ran great both races this year. So uh, I'm with you. I like Logano. I like Byron here. You got a little bit better odds on Logano. So for me, I'd take Logano in this group, I believe. All right, taking a look at Group D, Martin Tricks Jr. is plus 250. He's your favorite. Daniel Suarez is plus 260. Alex Bowman plus 280. Chase Briscoe plus 290. Yeah, you know, I look back at the stats. And Martin Truex Jr., no, no, no bueno here, right? I mean, it's just not one of his places. We showed that graphic earlier in the show. Uh, this has not been one of his favorites. So I take it down to Chase Briscoe. You know, look, he's still in the playoffs at the moment. Really kind of faded. To me, it's Daniel Suarez, Alex Bowman. And right now, Bowman has more momentum than Suarez. And 280 versus 260, I like Bowman. Yeah, I like Bowman here, too. Um, I'm kind of with you. I, Truex just seems to be snake bit. I mean, no matter what they do from week to week, something always seems to, to go wrong. And I think that team not being in the playoffs has probably certainly affected them. Uh, I'm with you. Suarez looks like he – the whole track house group seems to have faded just a little bit right now, not as strong as they were. Chase Briscoe, um, he, I guess he's just hoping to get to Phoenix. Um, but I don't think he's going to make it to Phoenix being in the playoffs, obviously, with the win there. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty much eliminating all three of those guys. And I like Alex Bowman a lot here in Group D. Yeah, I mean, All right. just looking back at Martin Truex, and Martin Truex, it, last 10 races, two top 10s. I mean, yes, it was last year, seventh place was one of them, but th this is a place that he just, it has not really meshed up with his style. I just, I can take him out as the favorite. I'm, I'm with you. I mean, take it down to Suarez Bowman. Bowman's hotter right now. Now, let's take a look at our Group E. We get these last couple of groups. You get some, you know, the, the names that you don't hear quite as often. Uh, Austin Dillon is the favorite at plus 255. Ty Gibbs filling in again this week for Kurt Busch at plus 260. Eric Jones at plus 275. And Austin Sendrick at plus 290. You ready for this stat? Nine races, nine starts. That's what Eric Jones has on this track. He's got five top tens. He's got a second, a fifth, a fifth, a third, and an eighth. Five, three, eight. And the last three starts there. And to Eric Jones is 275. Boom. 
lock that one in for me. That is my lock of the week at the moment. Yeah, I like Eric Jones there a lot too. Um, Austin Dillon, I think uh, I think he's I think he's a fair favorite. I mean, I can understand why you make Austin Dillon the favorite there. I think Dillon will have a have a strong run as well. Uh, but I'm with you and Eric Jones. I'm I'm not uh, Cedric and Ty Gibbs. I'm not even looking at either one of the two of them. Uh, but I'm with you. Eric Jones probably the guy I like the most. Austin Dillon wouldn't surprise me if he won this group. All right, yeah, our final Cindric, group. Cindric's oh, been gone. Cindric, I mean, yeah, he's still in the, in the playoffs. How? How he's in the playoffs, I just don't understand. Like, well, what has he done to even stay there? Well, and you know the thing with Cindric is he. This is a big week for him because if he can advance, then he knows he gets into that next segment of races, which has a road course in it and has Talladega in it. And Talladega. And I think, yeah. and I think that if you're Cindric, you're saying, okay, I just got to get to that next round because if I can get to that next round, I know that either on a road course or at Talladega. I know I'm a guy that can be one of the guys to beat out there. So, uh, But he's right there on the cut line, so he can't afford any mistakes this weekend. All right, let's take a look at our group F. Eric Almarola, Brad Keselowski, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., all at plus 270, and Chris Buescher plus 275. That is a very, very tight group right there. It's a tight group. Here's the deal. Brad Keselowski, we've talked all season long. His numbers, Botley, right? You're looking at numbers from Penske versus current, so I can take Brad out. I don't think he's got anything there. What surprises me is Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Guess who finished second this year at Dover? Concrete Monster. Ricky Stenhouse. You know, I've, I've been talking a lot about, uh, about uh, uh, Martinsville. Ricky Stenhouse had a decent run at Martinsville until a late-rate spin. Somebody else's spin put him behind. He was running top 10 with 15 laps to go. So Stenhouse, could we see them come back this year like we talked about them earlier? I don't know. But I like Eric Almirola right there off the shot, off the start. Eric ran good here, has run good here in the past, and this year on this style, on the shorter tracks, the Ford's been better. I like Almirola. Well, and you got a bunch of Fords in there with Almirola, Keselowski, and Busher. You know, I'm with you. That the my issue with Stenhouse is they just haven't really been doing anything lately. And I agree, he ran well there early in the year. And you know, we went through that phase where we were talking him up every week because he was consistently being up there running in the top ten. Now it's like he's in the witness protection program. We can't find him anywhere. Um, so I definitely probably would, would cross him out of that list there. Um, so, But I wouldn't be shocked to see a guy like Keselowski put something together. Uh, I, know, I know you don't like him, but I wouldn't be shocked on Keselowski here. Listen, Wyatt's giving the thumbs up. You got Wyatt You got Wyatt all peaked up again. Wyatt's, he hears the word Keselowski and he's jumping. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, you know, he's fired up for Keselowski, so... Okay, we'll be back on Gone Racing. We'll give you our picks. We'll also give you the manufacturer props before we give you our picks this week. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into Gone Racing. Jeff Motley, Brendan Gone, both remote this week, looking in through our laptops via Skype. And we're talking about the night race coming up this weekend at Bristol Motor Speedway, the fast little half mile in eastern Tennessee, the last Saturday night race of the year. And our next uh, next order of business is to talk about our manufacturer props. Our top Chevy, we got two, two co-favorites, Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott, both at plus 300. Tyler Reddick is plus 500. William Byron is plus 650, along with Ross Chastain. And then we got bigger numbers. Alex Bowman, 15 to 1. Daniel Sarra is 20. Eric Jones and Austin Dillon, 25. Stenhouse, 40. Almondinger, 50. And then big numbers on Ty Dillon, Justin Haley, and Corey LaJoy. You know, look, if I was to pick a surprise out of this, Motley, I would not be surprised about Eric Jones. He sneaks in there and runs some of these things on us sometimes. It does better than we expect. So, Eric Jones would be my sneaky pick, but it's hard to go against Larson and, and Elliott. I mean, these two guys have been so good at this racetrack in the past. So I still like the two favorites, but I was going to pick you an upset. I look at Eric Jones. Yeah, and, and I think maybe the two guys I would look at, Jones would be one of them. Alex Bowman would be the other. I think they could sneak in there, um, but I would not be surprised if it's if it's Larson. Uh, I think Larson, I think he's going to run well this week. I know he's had some issues of late, but I think this is going to, this track's going to set up well for him this week. All right, let's take a look at our top Fords. Kevin Harvick coming in as the favorite here at plus 175. And then it's Ryan Blaney and Joey Logano at plus 350. And then the numbers get huge with Chase Briscoe, 10 to 1, Austin Sendrick and Eric Almoral at 12, Michael McDowell, uh, Brad Keselowski, Chris Buescher, all at 30, Cole Custer at 70, Harrison Burton, 130. Now, Harvick, the favorite. What do you think here? I, absolutely. I told you, this is not one of the tracks that, that Ryan Blaney has run well out notoriously. And you'd look at Kevin Harvick, who notoriously runs amazing here. So, absolutely, it plays to Kevin Harvick, plus 175. Uh, Joey Logano at 350 is the guy that I like, personally. I think that Logano 350 is the one. Um, and if I, I wouldn't be picking a surprise guy out of this. If I did, I'd say Al Marola. But I really think Logano is, for, for me, my uh, odds-on favorite. Yeah, I'm totally with you right there. That's a guy I've been looking at is Joey Logano. And, man, I really, really want to pick him in our picks this week. And I'm, I've got it written down, but I'm just not committed to it, if you will. But I do like Logano here as the top forward. All right, our last manufacturer prop is our top Toyota. Denny Hamlin is the favorite here at plus 220. Kyle Busch and Christopher Bell are plus 280. Martin Tricks Jr., plus 600. Bubba Wallace is 10 to 1, and Ty Gibbs is 20 to 1. Uh, once again, I guess we are not believers yet in Bubba Wallace. So Bubba Wallace 10 to 1 still, the, the second to the dog. Uh, man, I mean, could he do it? I don't know, but I like the Seabell, honestly. I think Seabell uh, is running the momentum right now. Like you said, Kyle Busch, a lot of ifs and buts and what's going on over there. So I do like the Seabell at 280, um, even though Denny Hamlin, I just – this is when this is never notoriously Denny Hamlin time. This is when Denny Hamlin starts to, you know, kind of succumb. So I, I like Seabell. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you there. Uh, you get a little bit better numbers on Bell and uh, Bell. I tell you, he's a guy who can win this whole thing. He can win this championship, no doubt about it. The fact he's leading the points right now, I think, is all you need to say about that. So uh, I'm with you. I like Seabell. So it looks like you and I are kind of in agreement on on these manufacturer props today. 
we've just we just jinxed the entire field now. They're all screwed when we agree. <laughs> this is probably true. All right, let's take a quick look at our our current odds to win the championship. Here uh, we can see some of the, the some of the changes we've had. Chase Elliott, he's still the favorite at plus three fifty. Denny Hamlin's plus four hundred. Kyle Larson there at uh, plus eight hundred. Ross Chastain at plus nine fifty. Uh, on down the list there, Ryan Blaney's ten to one, along with Joey Logano, William Byron, Kyle Busch, and Christopher Bell are all twelve to one. Tyler Reddick, 15. Alex Bowman and Kevin Harvick are 25. Suarez is 30. Cendric is 50. Briscoe and Dillon at 100 to 1, uh, rounding out our playoff drivers. And Brendan, the thing that jumps out at me the most, the guy who's leading the championship right now is 12 to 1. 12 to 1. I, I had two things I was going to talk about. One, Seabell, we've just bragged about him a bunch. He's still 12 to 1. It's not too late to jump on the Seabell, you know, uh, future bandwagon. And the other one, is you're not going to agree with me because I know you, but Kevin Harvick is up to 25 to one, 12 to one when the playoffs started. He was like nine to one when the season started. And if he makes it through, remember what he does at Phoenix. So if he can eke his way into Phoenix, 25 to one, you can get Kevin Harvick right now. That's a steal. Yeah. Somebody once told me an old saying, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, every day would be Christmas. And I just don't know that I can. Uh, yeah, Merry Christmas or something like that. I just don't. I just don't think Harvick's going to walk it off this weekend. So, uh, but you're, you make a good point though. Twenty-five to one. Why not just take a flyer on him? I mean, you know, go and put put a couple dollars down on Kevin Harvick, and if he can come through, because we know how good he is at Phoenix, if he can find his way there, he certainly will be a contender. So, uh, I don't disagree with you on that part. I just don't think he's going to make it through. I, I think this is going to be the end of the road for him Saturday night. I well, guess mean, what, I Brendan? can't disagree, oh. but I can't disagree, but I think it's okay. Uh, guess what? We we had some winners last week. Um, uh, I got two winners last week. I put, picked uh, Christopher Bell over Ross Chastain in a head-to-head, and I got Michael McDowell winning in Group F, which gave me a plus and allowed me to take the lead back over. Uh, Brendan, you picked a winner also with Michael McDowell in Group F. You and I both had kind of a tough loss on the top Toyota. I had the second place finisher. You had the third place finisher in the whole race. And we still lost that bet because Bubba Wallace was in a Toyota when he won the race. So a uh, tough loss for us there. Rough, rough, rough week for the pit crew. Um, and they didn't even pick Keselowski and they had a rough week. No, let's just get the graphic off. Get the graphic off. We don't need to see this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that means, Brendan, you get to pick first. Well, I'm still in the in the trunk, so I do pick off. I do get to lead off, and I'm going to start. I'm going with a winner. I rarely do, but I'm going with the chalk. I'm going Kyle Larson to win. We've talked about it enough. The Chevys at this track. I like Kyle Larson. I like the 750. So I'm going for the chalk to win. Then I'm also sticking in the Kyle Larson camp in a head-to-head. I'm going Kyle Larson to beat Denny. One. I mean, come on. Look at that. It, it's a 120 number in a head-to-head. Jeff, I get that. I'm going to be happy. Then I'm going in the groups for my last three. I got Logano in Group C. We've talked about, you know, wanted to bet him on something. I found a place I want to bet him. And then I'm going to E and F. I got Eric Jones and Eric Almarola. I'm jumping onto the Eric bandwagon in my E and F groups. Uh, I, I'm going to put my money where my mouth was and talk about stats and guys that run good here. So that's my five. Okay, Wyatt, let's hear it. All right, for the pit crew, we're going to go with uh, Kevin Harvick to win Group A at plus 280. I think we're, you know, I, I believe that, you know, Car- Harvick's, you know, going to go as as well as he can. I, I really like the desperation there. I got Tyler Reddick to win Group B at plus 295. I thought that was good odds. You guys were talking your smack last week, so Uh-oh. Brad Keselowski to win Group F at plus 270. When you're down and you've been losing a lot of bets, why not go with something that's Maybe one you won bet so far this year. Uh, Ryan Blaney to win top four at plus 350. I, I personally believe Blaney's had some bad luck at Bristol. Hopefully he can turn it around. And uh, Kyle Busch, top Toyota, plus 280. All right. And I'm going all group picks this week. And uh, all but one group. The only group I'm not picking is group C this week. So I'm going to go with Denny Hamlin in group A. I don't do that very often where I pick, pick group A. But I just... I just like Denny this week. I think he's I think he's going to win the race. Of course, I thought he was going to win the race last week, too. Uh, finished second. Um, in Group B, I'm going Kyle Larson 
Um, I'm kind of with Brendan there. I think it's between Larson and Reddick, and I just like Larson there being the defending champion of the race. And then in Group D, I'm going to go with Alex Bowman. I really like the the momentum that Bowman is uh, is on right now. He's kind of on a little bit of a roll, so definitely like Alex Bowman there. Brendan, I'm going to agree with you and take Eric Jones in Group E. But then in Group F, guess what? I'm going Keselowski as well. So I'm with the pit crew there going Keselowski Group oh. F. I, I, I think this is a track that he knows how to get around and and I do think that team's been getting a little bit better here toward the end of the season. So, um, so yeah. So that's I know, Brendan. I know you hate that. Jeff, but I, I I can't say how much I appreciate that uh, that pick there. I hope this wins for both of us. I don't hate it. I do. Who's, I'm not saying I hate anything. I'm just I'm just looking back, saying where do you see he's been running better? I'm trying to look at the stats. He's got one top ten. I mean, it's I, look, and I, I love Brad. Brad's my guy. I love Brad. He's a great dude, but. I, I don't I just, think his wow. finishes I don't think his finishes have been indicative of him running the fact he's run better, he hasn't finished better. I think this is the week that he finishes better. And look, he's only got to beat side pot. He's only side pot. He's look, he's only got to beat Alvarola, Stenhouse, and Busher. He doesn't okay. have to go out okay. and beat Denny Hamlin or Kyle Larson. Side pot. I get double I'm doubling up Eric Alvarola versus Ricky Stenhouse. I get double points if I win it. No, we're not. Side pot. We're not doing. No, we're Side not pot. doing. We're not doing. Come on. Oh, I don't. I don't know how to grade this. I'm gonna go with J- Jeff's the official tickets. grader, so I'll let him deal with it. I, it's because I have to keep. I have to. I have to keep the score every week anyway. Chickens. 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 Oh, all right. Not, all right. Not Whatever the you say. Not the ones in the background. Yeah, I see that. All right. Whatever you say. Okay, everybody. That's our show for this week. We'll be back next week. We'll break down what happens at Bristol. We'll give you the odds for Texas round two of the playoffs. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.